Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. How important is trust? And I think that's a question we all have to ask ourselves. There are some of these key concepts like trust that we don't really think about a lot, but are absolutely critical to the way we live our lives and the outcomes we get. What is trust? Actually, it's an emotion. There are a lot of things going on in the science of what trust is, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but trust is an emotion. Do I trust this person? Do I not trust this person? Do I trust this organization? Do I not trust them? And there may be different levels of trust. It really is much more than that, though. It's not just an emotion. It's a foundation to move forward. It is the important foundation to create partnerships, joint ventures, to build community, to collaborate with others, to work well in a high-functioning team. Trust is woven throughout our lives in many different ways. Right now, as you may have noticed, there's a lot of change going on in our world. Trust versus change. Here's the challenge. The pace of change far outstrips the pace of trust. And that creates disconnects. So how do we accelerate the pace of trust? Because we're not going to slow down the pace of change. Now, there are changes that you don't have to accept You don't have to try and integrate or embrace. But trust is what we can impact. And we have to think about it not just in terms of how quickly we can build trust, but also the focus, the energy, the effort, the understanding it's going to take to get trust where we need to go to to get the things done we want to get done, to get the outcomes that we want. Trust can be very different in the mind of people. If you're a different kind of a personality, you may look at trust building in a different way. And I won't go into all the depths of personality assessments and what that is, but there can be many different definitions of what people think of as being able to trust someone. Some personality types like bottom line, you know, driven, goal-oriented. They want that, that, you know, what's happening thing. Other personality types, it's all about the who. You know, who's involved, who's impacted. Others, it's about pace and promise. It's collaboration. It's if you'll do this, I'll do that. And that's how trust building happens there. And with other personality types, it can be simply facts, details. If you give me enough facts and details and can prove to me, then I'll trust you. Uh, 
many different ways to look at trust. And that's part of what we help people in organizations with is to understand there's not just one way to look at these things. They're not just one pathway to building trust. We need to better understand how trust is built among varieties of personality types, among people who come from different cultures, different experience and education. All of that is a factor, but it's something we can wrap our arms around. It isn't as hard to do as it might seem because there are some foundational elements to trust building that are commonalities throughout people and humanity. And we'll talk about those as well. How do we build trust in today's reality? When we look at the news, when we go online, when we search social media, when we watch videos, we get so much different input and information. Some of it's true, some of it isn't. And what we do with all of that really does have an impact on our trust level and and how we tend to approach building trust with other people. I want to dive deeper into what really is trust and how can we how can we find common ground where we can build trust no matter who it is. Well, let's go there now. Over the last decade, I have been deeply researching neuroscience, neurobiology, brain science, call it what you want, but in the context of behavior, in the context of growth and learning, and improving life from a personal standpoint and a professional standpoint. And here's some interesting things that I've learned. Trust really starts when another person sees you as a human being. That's the common ground. Now, that doesn't mean you automatically have trust, but it is a starting point to build trust. So when I'm working with someone new or a potential client, I want to share things about myself that they can get to know me better. Now, they may decide, you know, I don't know, maybe that's not a good fit for me. And if that's the case, I'm okay with that. If I can't build trust with them in a way that I feel good about, in a way that I know is successful in the way that I work, and the value that I bring to people, then maybe it isn't a good match, and that's okay. But most people I come across, I'm able to build trust with. What's going on in our brain? When we reach that point where somebody sees us as a human being, that we have a real life, this is not some fake approach to try and get something out of them, but it is more of a joint venture, maybe you know, walking down the same path together and getting to know each other. There's a neurotransmitter released in the brain called oxytocin. 
Oxytocin is the familial neurotransmitter that kind of helps people feel like they're part of a family, that they're this is somebody I could get to like or trust. And that's important. That's a great starting point for building trust. Trust is a key component to increasing influence. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later because influence is where you want to get to if you're a leader, a salesperson, really any kind of influential role in life, whether you're a parent, grandparent, influence is important and trust is a key component of that. Without trust, it's very, very hard to have much influence with anybody. So when we do leadership work and we do leadership development, we do 360 assessments where we actually have a measure of trust. How does this group feel about the trust they have in you as a leader? How does this group feel about the trust they have in you as a leader? How does your supervisor feel about the trust they have in you? Those are very important measures. We call them vital signs uh, measures. And the company is Six Seconds that, that we're a preferred partner with. And there's a very specific reason I partnered with them. They not only have wonderful tools and measures, but it's actionable data. So many of the assessments out there, so many of the, the surveys and the different things out there provide you information, but it's not actionable because there's no true methodology to support it and to create change if change is desired. And that's why I chose Six Seconds to partner with. I believe that they have not only the wonderful tools, but the methodologies to go with it. And all of this, when you think about how fundamental trust is in our lives, we need ways to measure it. We need ways to have actionable data to actually point out where are the gaps in the trust? What are the areas that somebody could work on to build more trust with different groups of people or individuals. Trust is at the heart of high-functioning teams. Trust is at the heart of great leadership. Trust is at the heart of organizations that have higher engagement levels. And we all know engagement is critical. Engagement is the emotional commitment someone has to the effort and to the organization. And the higher our engagement levels, the greater the productivity, the greater the profitability, and frankly, the greater the workplace is to live and work in, which is what we all want. We want a culture that's enjoyable. The ROI or return on investment in trust is huge. And what I'm constantly shocked at is how little focus organizations and teams and leaders put into what I call the trust factor. How important trust is as a foundational element. One of the reasons that may be, and this, this is a fair comeback to my statement, 
and I've heard it from many people, we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to actually measure and build trust. Trust that will last. Trust that means something. Trust that literally paves the way for better relationship, better connection, better outcomes. Well, let's look at how to do that. I had a business owner look at me one day and say, if trust were an equation, it would be so much easier. And I just had to smile because trust is an equation. I have an equation for trust building. I have an equation that I use to measure my trust level with my clients and my potential clients and really pretty much anybody I have a connection with. So what is that equation? Here it comes. Trust equals credibility plus reliability plus connection divided by my self-interest. So let me explain that in more depth because I think this is really important. This is a wonderful way to measure the trust level you have with people, if you're honest with yourself. And some of it's going to be guesswork. I get that. You can't get into the other person's mind and read their mind, but you probably have a pretty good idea. Credibility. What is that? Literally, how credible am I? Am I prepared? Am I equipped? Do I have the certifications that I need? Do I have the expertise and experience? Everything that goes to your personal credibility. Reliability is an easier one to understand. Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Do I follow through? Do I respond in a timely fashion? That's reliability. Connection is very much what it sounds like, but I want to make sure I, I explain it in the context of this equation. Connection is not only interacting with someone, but truly connecting with them, getting to them, know them as a person, sharing part of yourself with them, connecting around a purpose. It may be a shared purpose, shared values, shared goals. It may be with a salesperson and a buyer. It could be a shared outcome that benefits everybody. But it's more than just communicating. It's more than just an interaction. It is almost like a partnership. When I talk to potential clients, here's what I say to them. I don't want to be your vendor. I want to be a partner in your success. That means I get, I have to get to know you, understand where you're coming from, understand the context of what you're dealing with. And if I can do that, I can truly provide you solutions and value where I can be a partner in your success. Oh yeah. And then there's this divided by self-interest. What's that all about? Well, think about it this way. And I'll use this salesperson analogy 
because I think it's really good. So let's actually put numbers to this trust equation. Let's say rate yourself one to five. One is lowest, five being highest. And credibility, you have a five. You're very credible. You've got the solutions. You've got everything you need as a salesperson with a buyer. You're very reliable. So give yourself another five. You're very reliable. You follow up. You do everything you say you're going to do. Your connection is fantastic. You're really good at that. Give yourself another five, right? Well, that's 15. If you add those things up, that's 15. But what if your self-interest is also a five? What if your self-interest is so high, meaning you need to get out of this what you want out of it and you want to push them in your direction, you need to be the most important person in the room as the salesperson, then you take that 15 divided by five and what's your trust score? It's a three. But what if your credibility is a three, your reliability is a three, your connection is a three, but your self-interest is a one. Your trust score is a nine. Do you see how self-interest has a huge impact? Call it self-agenda, call it self-orientation, whatever you want to think of it as. If you are the most important person in the room and what you need is more important than what the other person needs, it's going to really impact your trust level with them. That's what this trust equation is all about. And there's always going to be self-interest involved. I've got a really good friend I've talked to about this. There's always going to be some level of self-interest, but how you approach building trust with others through this process can make a huge difference in how much they actually trust you. And then there's another equation that I use Connection plus trust equals influence. Think of influence as a bank account. If you make deposits of connection, real, authentic, genuine connection with people, and you make deposits of trust building into the influence bank account, you're going to grow that influence bank account, and then you can spend that at the right times and in the right way to move things in the right direction. Trust building is a practice. And we've talked about the things you need to do. Connect well with people. Be reliable. And make sure that you're credible. You bring them real solutions. Things that that are in alignment with their actual needs. How important is trust? Well, honestly, very little moves forward without some level of trust in that context or in that situation. I want to leave you with this. And first thing I'm going to say is try practicing trust. Try the trust equation. Credibility plus reliability plus connection divided by my self-interest. Measure your trust level with different people. See what you come up with. Practice this approach, this methodology. And then I'll leave you with this question. In each of those situations, 
What could you accomplish if you had more trust? Thank you for joining us for this episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as we journey together on this pathway to building a healthy organization. Also, check us out on YouTube at the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for additional information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com.